All right, welcome to this podcast. Um, today is very special for the the quick podcast thoughts. Um, my guest today is one of my very close friends, um, someone I uh, love talking to, always have good conversations with. Um, met him in college, uh, did not really know him, know much about him, but immediately uh, we had a connection. Um, and have kept that throughout and have maintained our friendship. Um, someone I greatly admire, look up to, and appreciate, Thatcher King. Thatcher, say what's up. What's up? Bro, so good to hear from you. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, like Iman said, we met uh, at college. Um, I'm just going to drop names in this podcast. Uh, West Coast Baptist <laughs> College. I don't, I mean, I don't, I'd get in trouble for saying them. But if I say a big name company, I hope I don't get in trouble, but um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we met at West Coast. It was our senior year. Um, Iman was already there uh, getting it done uh, on the court, off the court uh, with his now wife, uh, Haani. Um, shout out to the queen there. Um, and then I came back uh, my senior year. Uh, we met, uh, actually was uh, right next door to him uh, and stuff. And so I had... Uh, seen him on social media posts and stuff like that. A lot, a lot of mutual friends. Um, but we kind of just talked and, and got close. And then uh, the second semester actually moved in uh, next door. So got to room with him for a semester. Um, and it's funny too, because uh, I'll tell people this, but I feel like our friendship got better and, and stronger after college um, yeah, than actually in school, which is funny the way that that worked out. Um, but uh, I love it, man. So uh, that's that's how we met. Uh, I've been uh, I've been here in Hawaii for the last seven years, um, outside of the year that I was uh, at, at school. Um, but the last seven years, been here uh, here uh, working f- under my dad. He's a pastor of uh, Hukala Baptist Church, and so just doing what we can with him. Um, the timing of this podcast is awesome too, because I can uh, I can say that we finally got to meet in person today with our church and. Uh, talking uh, about faith and fitness and stuff like that today. So a little bit of the faith aspect there, but being able to um, meet together for church has just been super, super awesome. Um, so in regards to the the fitness side of things, which we'll kind of dive into later, I guess, but um, I've been active through high school, played the basketball, uh, football. Um, I watched more than I played, I would say. But uh, I, I played when I could. Uh, I kept my own stats and practices. That was kind of kind of what I did. Um, but, uh, fairly active throughout high school. Um, I think my athleticism, uh, matured after high school. I think I was a late bloomer, uh, not that athletic, but, uh, definitely more so after, after graduating high school. Um, and then I've been crossfitting for about three and a half years. Now, before you guys say anything, for those of you listening, I'm not that type of person. Uh, I don't like randomly see somebody at the store in line and say, Hey, I do CrossFit and try to you know, get them to join me in the gym. I'm not that type of person. If you do it, if you're interested in it, I'll talk about it, but I'm not the guy that randomly comes up to you and and tells you all about it. Um, But I'll mention a little bit of it here because we are talking about fitness. I'm definitely excited about that for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So, excuse me. Um, Let's just get right into it, man. This podcast is going to focus on, uh, as Thatcher has said, faith and fitness. Um, and the reason I thought this was important on one of my other podcasts, um, I talked, I just put on a question on my Instagram about, you know, what should 
like what should I talk about and um, Thatcher had mentioned faith and fitness and I thought okay I gotta have him on because I know he'll know about it and because growing up and especially in college it really bothered me that um, fitness was uh, ignored or maybe just not talked about in the way that I was hoping it to be talked about and how important it is to go along with our faith um and so uh thatcher i'm honestly so grateful that you're on with me bro i think it's gonna be awesome so let's just get right into it um why is fitness important oh man that's a big question (laughs) um i think fitness is important for for a multitude of reasons um as i was kind of going over notes and stuff like that uh about uh, kind of some of our talking points that we're going to go through. This is one of the questions that I kind of asked myself was uh, why is fitness so important? Um, you know, especially in a world in which we live, uh, you know, being able to go outside a lot of us, uh, you know, playing sports in high school. And then that was kind of it, you know, um, but yeah. being able to carry that on, you know, through the rest of our life. Um, I think fitness is important. First of all, for our health. Um, it, this doesn't mean that you are, are physically fit by any, any person's like standards or anything like that. But I think being an active, being active, uh, is important, uh, for your health. Um, and it, it, it can prolong your life. Um, I've seen this in family members. I've seen this in friends. Uh, I've seen this just kind of social media posts and stuff like that about people who have uh, had healthier lives, um, because of the fitness, uh, levels that they've taken, you know, and, and it all starts with getting off the couch. It all starts with, you know, putting your running shoes on or, or whatever it might be. Um, I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast. I don't know if there's going to be people who, you know, they've never worked out a day in their life or there's people who work out every day or, or wherever you fall in that spectrum. Um, but fitness is definitely important. Um, I was looking up some, some health things and, and statistics and stuff like that. Um, one of the biggest uh, problems in America, um, I, I, I don't know about the world. I was just looking at our country as America as a whole. Uh, but one of the biggest issues we have is obesity. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't have a degree in, in anything uh, health or, or medical or anything like that. So some of the stuff I pulled off the Internet, some of it I'm just kind of assuming. Uh, and so if I'm wrong, I do want to just apologize uh, ahead of time. But some of these numbers I looked up, so they are on the Internet. Um, I don't know if I can fully trust them, but – you know, uh, they seem logical and reasonable. Um, but for somebody to be considered obese, their BMI or their body mass index has to be 30% or higher. Uh, for those who are considered overweight, it falls between 25 and 30%. And then the normal, uh, so to say, would be 185 to 25%. Now, that's just in regards to body mass index. Some people have it higher or lower, and it's, it's a bunch of other different things and stuff like that. But that's what it said in regards to being overweight, being obese and stuff like that. But obesity is a big, big issue uh, in America. And I know that there's other issues, especially current events that are happening. Um, We're not here to talk about that right now. Um, But in regards to our fitness, um, it's definitely, definitely an issue. Um, According to an article from American Family Care, they said that the number one health condition in the U.S. is heart disease. Uh, It's one of the leading causes of death, uh, comprising more than one-fourth of all deaths annually. Um, Yeah, that that, like to me, I'm just like, wow, like a quarter of of the deaths uh, that happen annually is because of heart disease. Um, And I know that there's some people that have hereditary issues or some people, you know, those are just things that happen to the body. But a lot of these can be prevented. 
Um, to prevent heart disease, doctors recommend uh, routine physical activity, uh, a diet full of fresh produce, uh, limited alcohol consumption, uh, and, and a bunch of other things. But those were some of the main factors that they said that would prevent uh, heart disease. And the fact that this thing is, is a preventable um, you know, condition is, is just like, why aren't we, why aren't we preventing it? You know, if these numbers are right. so high, why aren't we doing it? That's um, my first thought about that is like, if you can live longer or prevent, um, heart disease as best you can, yeah. I mean, there are reasonable steps to take, you know, absolutely. So like, they're saying you have to like travel across the world or do something outrageous. Just like, exercise regularly and add some vegetables and fruits to your diet like how <laughs> that seems pretty, pretty simple to me. yeah um it it i think service level it seems simple you know but when we see that bag of chips and we see that plate of cookies it's like yeah you know i'll do that tomorrow i'll do that next Correct. week so i definitely understand you know the fact of uh you know putting those things off and stuff like that um but that article said it was the first health condition or the number one health condition i pulled up from the seat website the top uh you know the top things that that caused death number one was heart disease uh this was from a report in 2017 uh so not too far removed but over over a half a million people um die every year from heart disease um over half a million people number two cancer uh number three accidents um just kind of whatever uh that fits into that category there 169,000 there Number four, chronic lower respiratory disease. Uh, and again, some of these things might be just, hey, it's just what, what happened to you just kind of came across your, your path in life here. But a lot of these are preventable uh, because of our, our health choices. Um, the next one was stroke or uh, cerebrovascular diseases. And that's a big word. Um, Alzheimer's disease. And then wrapping up with number seven, their diabetes at 83,000. Um, but I mean, a lot of those you know, can be preventable or the percentages can, can be preventable as far as getting those. If we eat right and we get outside or, or maybe even stay inside uh, and work out and, and, um, you know, put in that work to to be active. So. Um, Let me ask you, how have, how have you personally been able to um, maintain a a fitness level that you um, are comfortable with through quarantine? Great question. Um, I'm going to be the first to say that I physically might not look overweight, but I am probably not very healthy. Um, I, I've taken advantage of the fact that I can't gain weight. Um, you know, some of you know me, so you know how big I am. I'm not big at all. Um, and so I actually tried one summer in high school to gain weight and I lost it, you know, within the first month of school. Um, it was just, I, I just, at that point I was like, you know what, this is the way that God made me. I'm just going to, just be happy with it. Um, but I've definitely probably taken too much advantage of, of eating unhealthy uh, foods because I can't gain weight or I can't hold weight or whatever. Um, but during this quarantine time, I've tried to drink a lot of water. Um, I haven't gotten to the gym as much as uh, I would have hoped or liked this year, uh, even before we kind of uh, went into this lockdown period, just because a lot of stuff with work and life um, just kind of got me taken away and stuff like that. Um, but trying to find accountability, uh, I've asked other people, you know, Hey, let's go running or let's go work out. I've, I've done a couple workouts with right. my dad. Um, last week we had Memorial day. So we did the Memorial day Murph. Um, but I had to scale it back, uh, from what it normally is because I was, I'm just not in shape right now. I'm not in the shape that I want to be in. 
Um, and so I, I've done a little bit, but I, I can tell you, honestly, I have not done my best. Uh, but trying to drink water more, trying to eat um, uh, more meats that aren't necessarily doused, you know, in sauces or, or other, um, you know, I, I don't even know the words for it, but, but I guess more natural type things. Um, trying to eat vegetables more. I, I've eaten some rice uh, and stuff like that. Um, but just trying to watch what I eat, not, not eating too much candy or, or you know, binging uh, on the couch, watching Netflix, just eating potato chips and stuff like that. So, yeah. Smart, yeah, smart. All right, let's continue. Um, so what, what do you have next for me? Um, what I, I guess with in regards to going back to the, the health portion and prolonging life, we kind of talked about some statistics and, and numbers and stuff like that there. But tying in the faith, God, the Bible, and et cetera, uh, one of the verses that comes to mind is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Um, I feel like this is quoted a lot. We talk about uh, our bodies being the temple uh, of the Holy Ghost, and then even uses the phrase, glorify God in your body. And, and I've heard preachers, you know, preaching those verses and, and talking about, you know, uh, you know, I'm just, they just kind of, I feel like they, uh, take it out of context in a way sometimes, uh, not to say every time it's preached is out of context, you know, but I've, I've heard people say, Hey, you know, uh, don't drink alcohol because it's, it's the, it's the, your body's the temple or it wouldn't get tattoos because, uh, it's the temple. And, and, and I think that those discussions are for, for another time. Um, and so I'm not going to address those specifically, but I've never really heard anything about, Hey, your temple is your, your body is the temple. So let's take care of it from a health perspective. You know, I feel like there's no messages that are, that are preached on that because, you know, if we look at these numbers and and we, we see, you know, the risks and and the fact that, you know, another uh, statistic has stated that 35% uh, of the population within nine States uh, uh, struggle with obesity um, one of the, the top two states, Mississippi and West Virginia at 39 and a half percent, you know, if those numbers are huge, you know, but if, if we're able to kind of, you know, get our health, get our fitness on track, you know, that's not just a, Hey, I ran today or Hey, good today, but that's, Hey, I took care of the temple, you know, and I, I glorified God in my body in that way. Uh, and so just being able to take scripture for what it is, uh, and being able to tie that in uh, to it as well. Uh, you know, I, I think that understanding that our bodies are not our own, our understanding that we're stewards of our bodies uh, can, can kind of propel us into that mindset of, hey, I got to take care of myself. Um, just a kind of a quick testimony, not with me, but with my dad, you know. Um, some of you guys know my dad, um, but he was, he was overweight, like massive, massive guy uh, a couple of years ago. And, you know, I went to the doctor, a lot, a lot of health problems and stuff like that. And they said, look, you need to lose weight. And he got to the point where he realized, hey, if I want to live a longer life, not because I want to enjoy life or I want to go to the beach or, you know, I want to do stuff with my family, although those things definitely were on the list. But because my body's not my own, my life's not my own. Uh, if I can prolong my life to be able to serve God more, to, to glorify God better, then I'm going to do that. And he kind of took it and ran with it. Uh, and literally in that case, you know, a lot of times he would go out running at night and, and he started to eat healthy, started to lose weight, you know, and he's kept up that active lifestyle, not because, hey, I want to look good, but I want to have a longer life. Uh, I don't want to be that statistic, you know, of 
that heart disease statistic or, or diabetes or, or whatever it might be, uh, you know, he doesn't want that to happen uh, because he can take control of that. Uh, and, and so I think, again, that kind of points back to why fitness is so important. But um, tying that faith in with it as well, you know, we, we have to have both of those um, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I, I really appreciate that because we, as Christians, we are, often talk about how faith has to permeate each aspect of our yeah. life. Um, but yet we cannot say, honestly, I'm taking care of the temple that God has given me. I'm being a good steward. I'm, I'm keeping my responsibility with what God has told me to keep up with responsibility with my body if... I am not actively trying to keep myself healthy. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's a really big challenge to me personally, because I used to be really active and all that kind of stuff. And I, um, I, after college, I was like, man, I've literally been active my whole life. I just want to take <laughs> some time off. Take a vacation. Um, that's, <laughs> that's literally what I felt. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. That's literally what I felt. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to just kind of see if I can, uh, you know, eat what I yeah. want and enjoy it. And I did. I have. It's been like three years. Um, and I've come to the under, not understanding, but I've come to the realization like, yeah, man, I need to, I need to get back into it. And it's because like what you're saying, which has been challenging to me, um, that I have to, in order to legitimately say I'm taking care of the temple that God has given me, I have to take care of my body um, health-wise and with fitness, obviously, that is a part of that mm-hmm. journey. Um, and so I'm really, I'm really grateful that you said that, bro. Um, so let's kind of talk about, like, how we're able to do this. Um, how are we able to accomplish this said fitness with our faith and how are we able to constantly intertwine those? Like, how do we, let's say we're talking to someone who um, has never done this before, but they really want to take this seriously. How do we, how do we begin this process? Um, Great question. Uh, Well, I mean, to tie in faith and fitness, I think one of the key points is you have to be saved, you know, Um, you have to, you have to be a Christian. Um, And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the easiest things and best things to do. Uh, you know, we talk about it all the time within churches, but sharing the gospel with people, you know, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you've never been saved. Just know that God loves you. Uh, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done in your life, uh, God loves you. You've probably heard the verse, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Uh, he gave Jesus Christ to you for you. Why? So that you can believe on him and have everlasting life. Um, uh, and so understand that God loves you. Understand that you're a sinner. You know, um, I don't, I don't know you, but I, I know Iman. I know myself, uh, and I know that we're both sinners. Um, you know, we were roommates, so we definitely, we definitely uh, understood that, um, especially with some of the demerits and stuff that we got, um, both individually and corporately as a room. Uh, but you know, we've all sinned, and as a result of that, the the a price has to be paid. Um, and you, that price, that price is is death and hell for all of eternity. But thankfully, by the grace of God, he sent Jesus Christ for us. Uh, he commended uh, his love. He showed us his love. He manifested his love so that 
we didn't have to die. Uh, we don't have that pain, that punishment, but rather Jesus took that debt for us. Um, all we have to do is accept it. We have to believe, have faith, repent uh, of our sin, and, and put our faith in him. And so I think that's kind of the fundamental step. Uh, I know that there might be a lot of people who have already taken that. Praise the Lord for it. Um, but, but tying in faith and fitness, there's a lot of different aspects that I've seen. Um, I had mentioned that, uh, that I've done crossfitting for the last couple of years here. So sometimes when I'm referring to fitness, it's kind of the mindset or the lens that I'm looking at it through. Uh, but fitness can be anything. It can be, you know, throwing on running shoes and, and going for a run down the sidewalk. Uh, this can be a pickup game of basketball. Uh, you know, this can be getting on the treadmill or, or the elliptical you have at home. Um, you know, this, this could be whatever normal workout, whether, you know, you go to a 24 hour fitness or maybe you are into CrossFit, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, but getting out there, getting, uh, active, uh, putting in, putting in work and stuff like that. There's a lot of great resources as far as workouts, uh, and different things and stuff like that, that you can, um, that you can check out and stuff like that. But coming back to the fact of tying those in together, uh, I think one of the first things I thought of was that training is necessary. Um, when it comes to fitness, you have to train, uh, you know, uh, I know Iman played basketball with Ghost, and so they had practices. Uh, they had practices so that they could play better in the game, so that they can work on their, you know, shortcomings or their weaknesses, and they can adapt to, you know, certain play styles, uh, you know, that might be new to them. Um, the same thing is in the Christian life. You know, when it comes to our faith, we have to be trained. Uh, one of these can be in the form of discipleship. Um, as far as our church, we call a Baptist church goes, we're real big into discipleship. Um, we actually had several finished last few months um, of discipleship. Even during quarantine, people still met. I met with one of my disciples, you know, online via Zoom. Uh, and we met uh, because we wanted to grow together uh, both. Uh, and then he wanted to grow so that he can learn more about God's word and how to have a better relationship with him. And so I think discipleship is a big uh, thing, uh, whether you you know, just study a passage with somebody else or, or go through a more formal training process uh, with that. But, but training is so, so important. When it comes to game day, you want to be able to be ready. You know, you don't want to be able to, you know, show up on the court and it's like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, you know. And so the same thing when uh, us as Christians face trials or we face temptation, you know, we, we show up and it's like, hey, I got my shoes, but I don't really know what I'm doing. And so training is definitely uh, important when it comes to both faith uh, and fitness there. So good, bro. So good. Um, that's true. Uh, practice is um, something that, like you said, it helped us hone in our skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always that. Like, as a player, I enjoyed practice. I, <laughs> I don't think I anybody did. <laughs> I, I understood the importance of it. Um, and I understood the importance of training mm-hmm. by myself, um, working on myself, and then coming into a corporate situation, which um, I think is um, that also ties into the, the church aspect of it and the faith aspect of it, where, you know, we are trying to continue to grow our relationship with Christ individually. And yet when we, and then when we come together yeah. corporately, um, we can have that, uh, that power of God, if you will. Um, and so that's, uh, that's, that's a really great start. Um, let's talk about the, the time, the energy, the, the input you're going to have to give in order to accomplish. Um, you're going to have to give hundred percent, you know, like anything, uh, it, it's gotta be a hundred percent. I mean, um, the Bible even tells us that, uh, 
I'm trying to look from, I have like a whole bunch of verses on my paper. Um, oh, I have it right here. Uh, Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. Uh, and, and I know, I know in um, junior high, we used to do that on our basketball shoes. Like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it with all my might, you know, even though I suck at basketball. Uh, but the idea was, you know, it doesn't matter if we're at practice, we're at, we're at a game day, whatever, you know, uh, or even uh, PE, you know, I'm going to do everything to the best of my ability. And I think we have to start with us as individuals. And I love, love, love what you had just said there of, of doing it privately and then coming together corporately uh, to do it. You know, I can't show up on a Sunday morning expecting, you know, big things when I haven't been doing anything, you know, Monday through Saturday. And so if the whole church can, you know, put in the work on their own, come together for, you know, a service or, or a Bible study or something like that, then it's going to be way much better because everybody has been working on their own. You know, um, I'm sure you experienced it, you know, with playing basketball is, you know, you come from, you know, whether it's a Christmas break or a summer break, you know, you come in that fall after summer break and it's, you look around the court, you can tell the people who have put in work over the summer and you can tell the people who sat on the couch and watch TV all summer, you know, you can tell because it shows, you know, I think the same thing happens with church is, you know, when people aren't putting it in the work during the week, it's going to show on Sunday. It's going to show uh, on those days where you gather together corporately, uh, but you're going to have to put in that work and it's going to be hard work. It, it is, you know, and, and I don't think that, you know, God punished us with humans as hard work. Uh, you know, even before Adam fell in the garden, he, he gave him jobs. He said, look, you're going to take care of what I've given you. You're going to name the animals. Uh, you know, you're going to take care of stuff. So he gave him work to do. So I think work is, is something that is of God. Um, you know, unfortunately, thanks to Adam, we got to sweat now. Uh, but I think that um, it's going to take work, you know, and, and for some people, it might take more work for some, it, it might not take as much, but both parties are going to have to put in the work. Um, I think of those who, you know, go to the gym and work out lift weights, you know, you can drink a protein shake, you can, you know, put creatine in your body, you can take vitamins and other supplements, you know, you can juice up at GNC, but if you don't step into the gym and start lifting weights and working those muscles, those supplements are going to do nothing for you. You know, you, you have to put in the work. Um, and again, that, that's different for, for everybody. Um, but just starting there is so, so important. And it, it's going to be hard, um, but you got to get through it, you know? Yeah. I love it, bro. Um, so let's, let's continue talking about this. Let's, let's talk about um, the importance of, accountability and this is not just something that we need in in this specific aspect of our life mm-hmm. although we do um, this is something that I think is important in kind of every aspect of life um, especially yeah definitely talk about that. Um, so I'm gonna hit the fitness side of accountability and community here um, basically when uh, when I was working out on my own I would go to the gym uh, it was like right across the street so super easy I'm like one of the laziest people that I know like if it's not across the street, I'm not going, you know? And so luckily there's a gym down the road right across the street. So I'd go, you know, I'd get on the bench. I, I'd, uh, I'd squat a little bit, you know, I do probably three or four exercises, no lie. And I go, I'm tired. I'm going to shower and go home, you know? And that was it. I had no accountability. I had nobody there to spot me. You know, it was just me lifting a few weights, taking a shower. And then that was it. I had no community, no accountability whatsoever. 
And then once I started doing CrossFit, you know, when you're in a class of, you know, 15, 20 people or, or, or however big, you know, the gym is that you go to, um, when you're a class that size, everybody's watching you, you know, and there's a coach that's there that's, that's telling you what to do, how to do it. And even during the middle of the workout, you know, they're, they're pointing things out to you and, and talking to you about it and stuff like that. And someone being able to kind of come alongside me, uh, both before, during, and even after working out, you know, and kind of pointing some things out, Hey, you know, your, your form is good here, but, but watch out for this or, Hey, maybe, maybe add some weights to that bar real quick, you know, and I know you can lift heavier now and, and the encouragement there, not just from coaches, but the people who are there with me, you know, several people come to mind when it comes to, uh, that, you know, we push each other, uh, you know, sometimes they'll be like, Hey dude, I know you can lift more than that. How come you're not lifting, you know, that much. And so I'm like, ah, okay. You know, I'll throw some more weight on or, Hey, you don't need assistance with that anymore. You can do it strict. And it's just like, yeah, you're right. You know, and I need that motivation. I need that push. Uh, you know, because these people are saying, Hey, you know, I care about you. You know, I, I, uh, I'm here for you. I want to encourage you and motivate you and stuff like that. And there's a community, uh, involved with it. And that's one of the aspects that I love about, uh, CrossFit is that community as well. But when it comes to our Christian life, we desperately need that accountability, uh, and that community as well. We find that within the church, uh, you know, if you're not plugged into a church, you're losing out on the benefits of a community. You know, you're losing out on those blessings of having people around you who love you, who are there for you, who can motivate you and push you. Um, I think also it comes down to asking people for accountability. You know, uh, there's, there's several guys, if not all of them, that lift more than me. Uh, I don't lift a lot in the gym. Uh, when it comes to body movements, I might be able to move faster or quicker than them. But when it comes to lifting a barbell, I'm horrible. Uh, and so I have to go to them and say, hey, how do you do this? Or, you know, when it comes to this, this position, you know, what do you do when it comes to this? When it comes to life, you know, we have to find people within, you know, our circle, our church, our group, where we can say, hey, look, I'm struggling with X, Y, or Z. How do, how do, I, how do I get help with that? You know, one of the people that you should talk to is your pastor. Uh, you know, the pastor is there to help guide you, to help mentor you. Um, for other churches, you might have a discipler, a, a small group leader, a Sunday school teacher, you know, somebody in your life who, who has that spiritual authority to be able to help you uh, and to be accountable. Uh, I know that there's several men in our church who, who, are, who are older than me, who I've, I've sat down and had lunch with recently and said, hey, look, these are the struggles I'm going through in my life. I need your help. You know, I want you to call me out when you see something messed up. I want you to, you know, check up on me, see how I'm doing, uh, you know, and, yeah. and I think we have to be proactive in that um, because it, it, it's so, so important. Because, you know, we talk about in our world, you know, mental health and stuff like that. And a lot of people are struggling on their own. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're too shy to ask for help. Uh, but I just want to tell you, drop the pride, drop the shyness, ask for help, you know, reach out to myself, reach out to Aman. Uh, if you need to, but, but we're here to help you if we can in whatever ways, you know, but there's help out there. You just got to ask for it. Um, and, and being able to do that. So, but, yeah, I love it so much. Man. That's true. Like <clears throat> being able to take, tuck away your pride or whatever it is and just understand like, if you get this help or ask for help, the benefits are so great in that than, you know, being like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. And sometimes yeah. it's not pride. Sometimes it's, 
uh, a mm-hmm. scared or shyness, uh, which which happens as well. But being able to move past that and ask for accountability, ask for help, ask um, for maybe some guidance from someone who's older and, and wiser, um, the benefits are so tremendous in that, that it, it to me, it almost maybe never outweighs yeah. not doing it. Like you should always do it if you have the opportunity. If there are people you can trust, you should always go to them and, and try to get some guidance yeah. in life if you can. Um, because there's no, that trying to navigate through life by yourself, obviously with Jesus, but by yourself, mm-hmm. like that's not how God created us. He created us to interact and, and talk and, and learn from each other. He talks about it in the Bible, you know, let the, yeah. the elder teach the younger. Um, that, that, is, that is a biblical model of learning. So you're, you're so right about everything you said. Um, let's go through uh, a, a few verses um, from the Bible that people can uh, cling to or claim or, or go back to, things that will help them uh, as they try to move uh, Definitely. Uh, I had already shared Ecclesiastes 9.10, you know, whatever um, we're able to do, do it with your might, do, do it 100%. Um, and so being able to, to put in that work, put in that hard work, um, first Corinthians 10 31 says, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I know growing up in high school and and hearing that verse and stuff like that, I kind of cut out the part where it says eating and drinking. And I kind of just took, Hey, whatever I do, do all to the glory of God, which I think is important. and, And we should definitely focus on that. But I think eating and drinking is important as well. You know, making sure that we're maintaining uh, a, a healthy lifestyle, you know, um, and, and I think there's times where, yeah, you know, you can kind of cheat a little bit, uh, or as my dad says, you know, calories don't count on Sunday. Um, but, uh, you know, it, even as small as, you know, the physical nourishment that you need in your body, even doing that, do that to the glory of God. Um, one of the verses, uh, in regards to accountability and community, Hebrews ten twenty five not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching, you know, we don't want to forsake accountability or community because, Hey, I don't like that. Or there's nothing that's good enough for me or anything like that, but we should come together uh, corporately um, as a church. Yes. But even in regards to fitness, you know um, when you're working out with somebody else, they're going to push you uh, to go harder, to go faster. They're going to motivate you to, uh, you know, work more. Um, it's always better to be able to have somebody with you. Um, a couple other verses I had looked up in regards to strength. Second um, Timothy two, Paul tells Timothy, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to say in verse three, thou, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Um, now, some of these strength things, I think, definitely apply to our spiritual or uh, mental, but I think can even be applicable to the physical aspect. Um, seeing some examples in the Bible, yeah. Jesus, obviously the best example that we have. Luke 2.52 tells us Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. He, he grew mentally, uh, he grew spiritually, and, and even relationally, but he also grew physically. You know, Many of us know that his, his, his dad on earth here, Joseph, was a carpenter. I don't know if you guys have met or seen carpenters, um, but those guys aren't frail and weak guys. Those guys are pretty, uh, pretty beefy. You know, their 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 hands are thick. You know, uh, they got some meat on those bones and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, Jesus uh, would have grown in stature, helping his dad um, with that. I'm not sure the exact um, 
statistics or, or, or the facts on this, um, but it could even be said that maybe Joseph passed away uh, early on. And so Jesus had to take care of a lot of things uh, for his mom. Uh, I don't know all the aspects of that. It's just kind of an insight that I've heard before. Um, but Jesus providing that example of strength. Um, Paul, again, admonishing men in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, he says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men or act like men, uh, and be strong. Um, and, and then even Paul's uh, own example in, in Acts after his conversion, it says that he, in Acts 9, when he had received meat, he was strengthened. He had to be physically uh, nourished in order for him to be pushed spiritually. He couldn't uh, go and, and preach the gospel. He couldn't be discipled uh, from the other disciples and stuff like that until he got that physical nourishment. And I think that there's times where we're going to need to physically take care of ourselves. So that way we can spiritually take care of ourselves and others, you know, just like how my dad had stated before the fact that if he wasn't able to get his health under control, you know, I don't know if he'd be a pastor of the church. Uh, you know, I don't know if God would have given him the years that we've, we've had as a result uh, of his health um, because it wasn't the best, you know, but being able to get that kind of under wraps and, and um, more disciplined, if you will, uh, those years he's, he's been able to add on. Um, one of the verses that, uh, that I was going to share uh, in one of um, a devotion that I, I had set up that uh, wasn't able to happen is First Timothy 4.8. And I think some of you might have thought about this already, but it says, For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Now, some people focus on that and they say, hey, look, you know, we don't have to work out because it doesn't profit a lot. And I'm just like, that is not what that verse is saying. Uh, in comparison to godliness, you know, our spiritual side of things should be taken care of as, as opposed to the physical. But it doesn't say bodily exercise doesn't profit. There is profit in physical exercise. OK, uh, but godliness prof is profitable uh, unto all things. Uh, and so being able uh, to um, live godly, but also being able to work out, have a healthy lifestyle um, and putting those uh, things together. Um, and then this last verse here that I have, this is probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible, especially when it comes to working out. Ecclesiastes 7, 8, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And all my people said, amen. Um, but, but honestly, you know, when, when we, as Christians, you know, we're striving for the finish line, uh, Paul talks about it, uh, about running a race and pleasing the Lord in our race. You know, we have a finish line. We don't know if that's going to be uh, our, our own death, if that's going to be the rapture, uh, but we have a finish line uh, and that finish, we have to live our life with the end in mind. Um, when it comes to fitness, you know, what are your goals? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to maybe put on some healthy weight? You know, do you want to a trim down, you know, uh, is there a goal as far as beating a time or lifting a certain weight? You know, there's those finish lines that we have. And when we put in the work, that ending uh, feels so, so much uh, better. Um, I've been able to do races and stuff like that. Um, and the best part of the race is the end uh, because you get a medal, you get all that free food, uh, you get, you know, free water and Gatorade, you know, that's like the best part. Um, but you're able to stop, you know, everything that you put in, you've just accomplished, you've just finished. And that feeling is just so, so good um, because you put in out hard work. Now, if you, you know, walk the whole way and, you know, quit halfway, 
that finish isn't going to be as good as it would be if you, if you persevered, if you're in dirt. Uh, I think the same thing for the Christian life. You know, if you fizzle out and quit, you know, when you stand before God, he's going to be like, look, you know, you started pretty good, but you didn't finish well. Uh, and we'll sorely be disappointed at the time. You can't take that back. Uh, and so there, there's a lot of things that I see. And I think there's some things that we didn't get to touch on. Um, but there's a lot of things that, that I see that kind of correlate with faith and with fitness. Um, and, and if anybody wants to talk about it more with me, feel free to hit me up. Um, I'd love to discuss more with you guys about it. Perfect, bro. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to go through some testimonies and have Q&A. All right, welcome back to Quick Pod Thoughts. Thatcher is still here, thankfully. Um, (laughs) Thatch, we talked about this and went over it. Um, I know you had some personal testimonies that I think are really important to share with the people to show this is not just something we talk about. This is something that shows real results um, and and is part of real life. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I wanted to, this was kind of one of the parts that I was super excited to share about uh, some of the personal testimonies of uh, our opportunities that we've had to basically have outreach at the gym that we go to. Um, I've been going to uh, the same CrossFit gym with my dad, CrossFit Oahu, um, for the last, again, three and a half years, four years almost. Um, and just being able to be consistent, you know, um, it's, it's hard for us to get away from uh, a conversation where we don't talk about church or God, you know, because it's just like, hey, what do you do for work? I work at the church, you know. What brought you to Hawaii? Uh, we started a church, you know, so the conversation tends to always go that way. Um, but just the time that we've spent there uh, being able to, you know, just talk with people and stuff like that and, uh, and really just express ourselves as Christians, you know, um, we don't we don't have the same type of you know language that we use as other people. Uh, you know, we don't talk about the same topics all the time that other people might talk about, um, you know, but we just try to do our best to. Um, Simplify Christ uh, in, a, in an honoring way. Um, we've uh, been able to develop a really good relationship with the owner of the gym, uh, several of the coaches, and uh, as well as numerous members. Um, but overall, our time there, um, some of kind of the numbers I've ran with it, we've had about 25 or so people attended the church as a result. Uh, some have moved off island already. Uh, some still uh, attend the church. Uh, some still come when they can uh, on and off. Uh, others just came once uh, just to be nice and stuff like that. But to have about 25 people or so come, including the owner himself, uh, was super, super awesome. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was super cool. Thankfully, he came um, for our five-year anniversary. And so we had already known him for a few years. And he said, you know what? It's your anniversary. I'll, I'll make the trip out there and, uh, and join you guys. And so um, we might not always have the liberty to, you know, go through the whole gospel plan with these people. But when they come to church, they hear the gospel for sure. Uh, and, and the awesome part about that is several have responded to it. And we've had about five people saved as a result, uh, which has been amazing. Uh, we've had a, a father and a daughter be saved. Uh, and then um, another guy uh, that's come in and been saved. And then a couple other uh, who, who've been saved during the, this process. Uh, we even have a family that we've met that don't live here, but they're kind of on and off between Florida and Maui. 
Um, but every time they're on our island, they visit the church if, if they're there for a service. Uh, and so we'll usually grab a bite to eat with them after the service and stuff like that. But just a connection that we've developed, you know, with, with another Christian. Um, and I think really how we developed with them was, you know, they asked us, hey, where's a good church we could find? And we're like, oh, we know a pretty good one. You know, you could, you could try out. Um, and just kind of things kind of fell into place from that uh, aspect. Um, and then uh, being able to see um, – three uh no i even say four uh four people who have either joined the church by way of membership or who are regular attenders uh on a regular basis um who have been reached through us going to the gym um i I think part of this is because we see these people all the time we've had consistency in going to the gym uh not just showing up in in our attendance uh but i would i would say as well in um our conversations with these people you know every time we have a big church event whether it be our open house our christmas our uh easter services uh or or, or something like that you know we'll leave a stack of invites uh we'll talk to people personally uh i know i've messaged people whether on instagram or through text you know hey you should come to church uh whatever it might be but being consistently there uh, being consistent presence is good uh, I know some people listening to this, they don't have a gym in that setup, so to say. You might go to the 24-hour fitness or uh, some other gym where you you lift weights. But you probably know people that work out around you or go the same times as you. Yeah. And I think that being able to develop those connections with them, to see them on a consistent basis, would open the door for you know endless possibilities, whether it be them coming to church, uh, them being saved, or them you know being a part of your church. Um, some of the people I wanted to talk about, though, uh, one of the first ones is is a real close friend of mine, Jody. Um, he has uh, he basically came here a few uh, about a year ago, I'd say. Um, and he was talking to the owner after one of the classes in the morning, uh, and he said, "You know, I moved here from New York. Uh, basically, kind of have this spiritual journey thing going on, and uh, that's that's what brought me out here." And uh, our owner says, "Well, lucky for you, we have a pastor here." And uh, so he introduced him to my dad, and and. Two weeks later, he showed up on a Sunday morning, started coming, got plugged in. Uh, he became a member. He's been growing. Uh, we actually had a really good conversation the other night about God's will and what that means uh, in his life. Um, he finished discipleship not too long ago. Um, and recently, I, I can't believe I had never heard of this, but he introduced me uh, to a program called Faith or X, which basically is a fitness program that takes fitness and CrossFit and blends uh, faith and Jesus into it. And it's a super awesome organization. Uh, I think based out of Colorado, uh, but you guys can look them up on the internet, FaithRx. But he's been able to pull some strings, get things working. Uh, and we've started the first chapter here in Hawaii. And so he runs a director uh, position for that. Uh, I'm able to help out at a chaplain position. And we have a few other people that we've known, built connections with that uh, have helped with um, our, our social media that have helped with our, um, you know, our gym presence and stuff like that. We've secured several gyms who, who are willing to host us. Um, one even on Maui through a connection that he has. Um, and then just secured uh, this last week, actually, uh, somebody who's willing to coach the workouts that we do. Uh, and so basically it, it's an organization that takes um, CrossFit workouts and blends devotionals, uh, worship, Bible studies, stuff like that together. And so you have these events throughout the year. And so we've been able to do some online events because of this, um, but we're looking to hopefully in the next few weeks do an actual in-person event, which would be our first one. Uh, and so definitely would ask prayer for that. But um, Johnny has been an awesome guy to get to know, to be able to see grow. 
Uh, and then now to be able to, in his own words, say, hey, look, I've, I'm finally realizing what God has for me to do in my life, all because of a connection we made here at the gym. Um, another one is unique. Um, we, uh, we do a men's conference every year. And uh, one of the things that we do, the activities, is we actually do a workout. And so we've been able to go to the gym, get a group of guys uh, that are attending the conference. One of the coaches uh, that's done it the last couple of years will coach uh, uh, all the guys through a workout. And so uh, one of the days, uh, or last year, um, I think it was, we went, did the workout, had a great time, sweated, felt horrible because our butts were just kicked. Um, and so then we left, uh, and that was, I think a Saturday morning. Um, if it wasn't the next Sunday or the Sunday after that, uh, a lady named Kim came and she, uh, showed up and she met my dad after, and she said, Hey, look, I saw you guys at the gym. That's the gym that I go to. And I thought, who are all these guys working out? You know? And she realized it was a church and she said, I've been looking for a church. And so she came, uh, her and her daughter came, they've been coming, uh, regularly, uh, she finished discipleship as well. She got baptized. She was already saved, uh, but she got baptized here, finished discipleship. Uh, she was here this morning for our service. Um, and then she invited a friend uh, of hers to come. And she was actually out of town the first time uh, that Steve came. But Steve came for the first time, uh, had kind of grown up in church. Uh, but as a result of coming, he got saved. Um, we're still trying to work out uh, baptisms. Uh, and so he's planning to be baptized Last week, me and Steve finished discipleship, uh, and the guy has been growing like a weed, man, all because of a connection that we had. I would have never met Steve or known Steve uh, outside of Kim, and the reason that we met Kim was because of our connection with the gym. Uh, and just three people I kind of want to highlight it uh, there, but to see that, you know, even though we wake up, we go to the six o'clock uh, class in the morning, you know, we wake up early, sometimes before the sun's even up, we go to class, we work out, we sweat, you know, you do all these burpees or wall balls, or you're on a rower or you're deadlifting, whatever the workout is, you know, and you're dead tired. But then afterwards, we're able to talk with people to develop those personal connections uh, and really just say, hey, look, we're not perfect, but we're doing our best as Christians and we would love for you to be a part. Um, and, and that's one of my favorite things about going to the gym and, and really being able to share that this on this podcast is the testimonies uh, and, and the blessings we've been able to be a part of uh, because of because of this, you know, and definitely all praise and glory goes to God for that. I love it, bro. I love it so much. Um, all right. So we had two questions um, and I say we answer them real quick. So yeah, let's do it. The first one. Um, from Judith, how do you stay competitive, but also be a calm presence? This was good. Um, I actually messaged her back and I said, don't tell people you're a Christian. Um, kind of as a joke. Uh, but uh, I think I think the idea is that people already know uh, that uh, that you'd be a Christian at this point. Uh, and if they don't, then you got a lot of work ahead of you um, to make sure that they know, hey, I'm a Christian. Uh, you know, I love Jesus. I'm all about uh, God and his church. Um, but, uh, it's funny, uh, Judith and her family are actually the ones that got us into CrossFit. Uh, and so I've actually uh, worked out with her before uh, at the gym, um, and, uh, their family and stuff like that. Um, but staying competitive, uh, man, that's hard. Um, I, I, my initial thought was, you know, the, the people that positively push me, uh, and critique me in the gym, 
But then my second thought was, you know, those uh, church league softball games or church league basketball games, you know, where some guy loses his testimony uh, yeah. and it, you know, it ruins it for some people and stuff like that. Um, but I think it comes down to before we hit the gym, making sure that our hearts are right as Christians, uh, you know, following that example of Christ, uh, of having meekness. Uh, you know, people always talk about how, um, you know, loving and caring Jesus is and stuff like that. Uh, and he absolutely is. But there was also a time where Jesus flipped tables, you know, and he showed righteous anger as a result. The Bible even talks about that. So it's okay to be angry, but to, to not sin. Um, and so I think that there's times where you could even kind of incorporate that into a competitiveness of, you know, you can, you can compete against somebody, you can push yourself. But I think that there's a line. And as competitors, I'm pretty sure we all know this, that, that, that there is a line that we don't cross, you know. We don't, we don't want to lose our testimony on the court. You know, we don't want to call somebody a name or, or uh, you know, say something about somebody in a, ne- a negative way. Uh, you know, I know that as guys, you know, we, we might trash talk each other on the court. Uh, and it's all love and we might understand, you know, between ourselves and stuff like that. But when it comes to competing, being able to put Christ first, you know, hey, before I enter this competition, I'm not representing myself or the team or sponsors. If you're lucky to have any of those, you know, I'm representing Jesus first and foremost. And I think keeping Jesus at the forefront of our mind is, the, is really the key to that. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, you, you played, you played collegiate basketball for a Bible college, you know, Baptist was right across yeah. your chest, you know, at all times. What, uh, what are your thoughts with that? It's kind of an oxymoron. It feels like at first, um, because, being competitive, that nature, uh, that competitive nature, honestly, you're asking and pushing yourself to, to go to the edge of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's all that, like you talk about that line, it's, it can be crossed so easily because, especially as, a, as an athlete, again, who played for a Bible college, it was also so thin, you know? Um, and so staying competitive, I think, um, if you have that in you, then you, I don't necessarily think you have to worry about the competitive part. Yeah. It's the, it's the calmness mm-hmm. that is, is hard to attain because at the same time, you're pushing yourself to the literal limits of who you are. But you also, like you said, have to understand this is bigger than me. Yeah. So for me, um, I, I didn't always stay on the right side of that line um, because I was young, I'm growing, and I'm not perfect, and I don't claim to be. But as I got older, I understood um, that I can toe this line as long as I ask God for that help. Yeah. Uh, Before every game, I pray, Lord, uh, help me to just be who you want me to be. Yeah. Um, And and a lot of times we have that, that moment where we know, okay, I'm either going to go over it or I'm going to stay behind it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you could, you, you, that thought crosses your mind. Um, like for me, when I, before I get a technical, the thought crosses my mind, like, okay, am I going to get it or am I not? <laughs> and then a lot of time pride is like, all right, I'm going to do it anyways. Um, but just uh, understanding um, who you are and your competitive nature, not letting that go, but also understanding that, the greater part of who you are is Jesus. Yeah. 
Um, we're trying to find that balance. It's not easy, and, and everybody's a little bit different. There's some people who it comes easier to than others. It didn't come easy to me. Um, but being that, having the ability to be a calm presence, um, I really think comes from um, also having confidence in what you can yeah. do. So, like, if I know if I know that I'm good, then it's not I, it's it's harder for me to get to that point of being flustered or or rattled because I, I know what I'm doing. I know how to get it done. I know how to push myself and get to the place I want to be. Yeah. Um, so that also comes with preparation. But yeah, just um, understanding who Jesus is in your life and that it is not worth it to give up what people may see in you as him, Jesus, um, for whatever competition you may be in. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's, it's important to keep, to keep that, uh, you know, key and that, that straight. Um, one of the things that I kind of thought of as you were talking, um, when, uh, I forget what school it was that, that y- y'all had played, but, um, I ended up meeting one of the other, uh, the other players from the team and, and some of the guys they didn't care for, you know, they ran their mouths all the time, which I'm sure you got that all the time. Uh, but this yeah. one guy was super composed the entire time. Uh, and he showed it uh, not just in his spirit and his attitude, you know, when calls were made, both, both good and bad, um, you know, but even in his game, you know, he put up good points. Uh, he had good stats and stuff like that. And so um, I went up to him after the game. I said, Hey man, I said, you know, whatever the outcome was, was what it was, but you know, you kept your cool a lot of the times, you know, I, I watched you and, and being able to see you, um, you know, not just play and be athletic and be skillful, but to be composed, you know, several times he had even, you know, calmed his teammates down and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm just like, you're not even, you don't even go to our school, you know, you're, you're not even on our team. Um, but it was just a testimony to the fact that, uh, you know, he realized, Hey, it's, it's not about me. You know, it's, it's not about what I can say or anything. I just put my head down and, and I do the work that I need to do. Um, I thought that was super, super cool to be able to talk to him, uh, and, and to kind of, you know, share some life, life stories, even with that guy. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, so being competitive, keeping calm is tough. Hard to do, <laughs> it, it'll work. All right. Last question. What's your favorite way to witness as an athlete? This one's good. Uh, this one was actually asked by Jotty. Uh, Jotty is all about working the gospel into the conversation uh, whenever he's with people, uh, you know, and, and now being the director of, of the Faith Rx chapter here in Hawaii, you know, he even tries to talk to people about that. Uh, and it's just super encouraging. Um, I think developing a personal connection with the people is important. Uh, you know, I, I think being able to share some, uh, similar life experiences uh, and stuff like that uh, might be key. Uh, I think if you're, if you're competing, uh, whether it's in a gym or on the, on the ball court uh, or, or on a field somewhere, you know, game's going to respect game. So I feel like if you're putting in the work, other people are going to see that. And so it's easy for you to be able to, you know, bring up that conversation, the gospel with somebody, you know, um, when it comes to, you know, outreach and stuff like that, we always tell people, you know, we want to talk about the gospel. We, we want to bring Jesus to them, but it doesn't always work with, you know, running up to somebody and saying, you know, let me tell you about Jesus and you just start rattling stuff off because it's like, whoa, who are you? You know? And so being able probably to build a conversation with that person uh, is good. And then I feel like it makes it more meaningful because it's not here. I'm trying to sell Jesus to you and then I'm out, you know, but it's rather, 
I don't want to just see you saved, which I do, but I want to see you grow. I want to see it plugged into a church. So you get discipled, you know, I, I want to see it through. Uh, and so developing that personal connection, that personal relationship. Um, and then I think even being passive and proactive at the same time. Uh, what I mean by that is, is the passiveness is what does that person see in my life? You know, when I work out, uh, you know, and I don't hit, you know, the, the weight that I want to hit, you know, do I drop the F-bomb or do I just go, man, I'm, I'm going to try again. You know, I'm going to try again. Uh, you know, how do I respond to that? You know, uh, if, if I'm, uh, you know, beat, beat everybody, you know, I'm the first one to finish. Am I like, ah, you guys suck, you know, and kind of go off on everybody and, and, you know, put down everybody or I say, Hey man, you were super close, you know, whatever, you know, and just being more positive, uh, and stuff like that and having a Christ-like temperament. Uh, so when people are watching, uh, being part of that passive aspect and then the proactiveness is, you know, before you work out. Uh, hey guys, we're going to pray real quick, uh, just, just to pray for safety, to pray that God blesses his time, whatever it might be, um, or after the workout, you know, man, that movement was hard. You know, I don't know how you, how you kept going, you know, I had to stop and get some water, uh, whatever, you know, um, but that was tough, you know, and, and then being able to build that conversation into, uh, you know, what are you doing this weekend? You know, oh, we're doing this or we're doing that. And it's like, oh man, you should, you're not, if you're not free, you know, you should join us for church. we got church you know, on Sunday, uh, come by, you know, I always tell people, whether it's at the gym or, or elsewhere, I say, if you come to a church service, I will buy you lunch. Like we'll go out to eat. Uh, I try to bribe them with free food. Um, but I think, I think developing that personal connection, uh, with, with people is a good thing. Um, but, but representing Christ, uh, as well, uh, is definitely key to that. I totally agree. And I, I, one thing I could just add to that is, like you said, not being obnoxious about it, but being uh, bold or outgoing about your faith early yeah. and often. Um, like one thing I like to do is, like you said, and it doesn't have to be like you are verbally saying it. It can be subtle things like let's pray before yeah. we start or um, just different ways like that to where people will say, oh, that's yeah, different. Exactly. I'm saying, oh, that's different. So then if and when you come back to them around or come back to them again, um, they already have uh, an idea of who you are. Um, and so that, that, that has helped me in that way. Um, and, and truthfully, I think, like you said, game recognizes game. If you, it doesn't even have to be that you're good at it, but if you show yeah. respect to the workout, to the sport, whatever it is, that you are going to legitimately try and, and do your best and you're going to continue to grow. And like you said, how you respond, I think people see that. And as adults more so, I think it's easier to see that and be like, okay, I get it. I see where they're coming from. Cause we're all on that different yeah. path. You know, none of us made it to the league. So like, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, all doing, we're all doing this for a specific reason. I think people as adults, it's much easier to understand that than you know, for me as a kid, like I'm, I'm trying to go to the NBA, you know, like that's how I felt. But now as an adult, like I, I see it and I respect it so much more because I understand we're all in these different seasons of life and you're still doing your best to accomplish whatever set goal is. Um, and so that, that's definitely, that's definitely true. Exactly. Um, well, Thatcher, thank you so much for coming on the pod, bro. Quick pod thoughts. You're amazing. I appreciate you. I love you. You're my guy. Any last words? No, uh, thank you for having me. You know, I, I uh, dropped you that line thinking maybe you talk about it and you run with it. And then you said, 
jump on with me. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. Uh, so thanks for having me. I'm gonna, I, um, you know, this is one of the things I love to talk about incorporating faith and fitness. Uh, again, if you guys want to talk more about it, let me know. Uh, I'll call you guys up uh, or, or send you stuff or whatever. Um, but I, I think it's so, so important for us to understand that faith and fitness is 100% compatible. Uh, and we just got to put in the work and get it done. Um, so appreciate you, man. I'm looking forward to when you can come out here. Uh, that'd be dope. Me too. But, uh, until then we'll have to utilize the tech that we got with, uh, phone calls, texts, and FaceTime. You already know it, brother. Love, Love you, man. Bye. Talk to you later.